December 17th at a theater near you, you will see the most exciting original motion picture event of all time. King Kong. Rated PG. Check newspapers for a theater near you. If I were to tell you to hold on to your butts, what movie would you think I'm talking about? First one that comes to mind, go. Kong Skull Island. Absolutely correct. No other movie uses that line. Right. Except for Jurassic Park. Oh. I know. But I think Jurassic Park stole that line from Kong Skull Island. That would make sense. It would make sense. So if I were to tell you that and you believe me, then we can move on with this and talk about Kong (laughs) Skull Island. I don't know if that was like a No, nobody said that in the movie. Okay. Do they yell Kong? Kong? What is that from? Star Trek? Yes. And they yell Kong? Con. Con. Close. Okay. So I just add on an extra letter and then (laughs) we're right on track with this movie so fucking fantastic you like this movie film. a lot yes yeah lots of deaths yeah can't believe it's pg-13 they really pushed it as far as they could they that did PG-13. they should have pushed it a little bit further and just gone straight for the r rating well i mean they pretty much did <laughs> yeah i mean kong literally rips the tongue which is apparently attached to every organ in yeah. your body if you're a lizard rips it right out of its body and throws it on the ground like it is laundry yeah saturday saturday could... <laughs> laundry saturday no i was really surprised they showed that death when he pulled the entire insides out of it amazing yeah in our comic book we did that in issue three and that's like an nc-17 comic book <laughs> yeah it's really amazing the things that they can show in a pg-13 because we've always talked about i think recently especially we've watched a lot of 80s movies early 90s where they've kind of readjusted in recent years what the pg-13 r rating looks like in terms of smoking cussing sexual i almost said favors but Potentially sexual favors, what you can put in there. Or if you give a sexual favor, you can put certain things in a movie. But with this movie, they really are pushing the envelope for that PG-13 rating. I really thought that it could have been an R. Would they have lost an audience if it were R-rated? Probably. That's the whole reason why people make every movie PG-13 anyway. I guess so. I mean, I, I don't know. So I never saw the King Kong, was it called like... King Kong? Was it just King Kong with... uh? Jack Jackson's Black. King Kong? Yeah. You never saw any of it? No. But I know it takes place... In the 30s. Okay, I was going to say, some time ago. Have you seen the original King Kong from the 30s? I've seen bits and pieces of it. What bits? What pieces? Okay, so when I say bits and pieces, I mean like the scene where it's climbing the Empire State Building and where yeah. it has a girl in its hand. Also... A weird thing, and I don't know where I saw this. This was the same video store. So Albertson's grocery stores used to have their own video store attached to it. You know, most grocery stores did, right? Yeah, I rented from King Supers. Oh, you did? Okay. Mm -hmm. So when I would go in, there was like this horror section, and it had that Jack Frost movie where he's like, the back of the box is basically him in the shower, like raping some woman, the snowman. Shannon Elizabeth. Shannon Elizabeth. Well, there was a King Kong, and I turned it over, and he was like poking at her vagina, it looked like. And I don't know if that happens in any of the King Kong movies. Was it in color? I don't know. It wasn't like the really old one. I'll okay. have to look well, it up. Well, they made one in 1976 with Jeff Bridges and Jessica Lange. Maybe that was it. And it looked like he was like 
trying to finger her, but he would have gone right up through her yeah. mouth if he did that. But that's what I saw. So when I say bits and pieces, <laughs> those are literally the bits and pieces. Okay, so that you I saw, saw like a scene and then saw the, the cover back of, of a, a different movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, I saw the back of another movie, which looked like Kong was touching Jessica yeah. Lange's vagina. What about, have you seen that scene where they unveil him in front of the audience and he's uh, in shackles and stuff? That sounds very similar to Young Frankenstein. I don't know. Well, kind of. I mean, I guess a lot of scenes have been inspired by it, but then there's that famous scene where he breaks the chains and everybody in the audience is really scared and running out. And that was just like this amazing moment. Yeah, again, it sounds like young Frankenstein. I guess I haven't. I've really just seen that Empire State Building. Really not a lot. So I don't know the history of how King Kong ties in as we see at the end of this film. Spoiler alert on the front end. We're going to get there eventually, people. It's like, do you just cut it off in the middle? And you're like, well, I don't want to know what the ending is yet. They're setting it up for a second movie. So King Kong ties in with Mothra, Godzilla, fairies, whatever else there are in that world. So what is that called? All those little things. Fairies? What are you talking about? Well, I just made that up. Oh. But what are like Mothra and Godzilla and oh, all that? So, so all the Godzilla monsters are from Monster Island. And then Skull Island is where King Kong and all those dinosaurs and stuff are from. So did they ever tie this together back in like the 30s or 60s or whatever? Well, King Kong versus Godzilla was a movie in the 60s. It was like the yeah. third Godzilla movie, I think. So okay. it was pretty early on. But I don't think they ever mixed up their whole universes you know where there's like mothra and king ghidra and all that stuff yeah it seems like they're going to i hope so i've been a fan of those movies my entire life and so hearing that they're actually going to make movies that look like this that have all those monsters in it or or just like the most exciting thing in the world for me your favorite thing in the world and i could be completely wrong here one of your favorite things in the world just to generalize is the godzilla monster island animals reptile reptilians (laughs) animals whatever they i don't know what they are (laughs) but you you live for that shit you love i love it no you know me very well i do because that's when we split off and i'm in the bedroom watching real housewives of orange county and you're out in the living room watching, watching Godzilla Rodan versus Mothra. Punching Godzilla in the face. <laughs> and then I'm just like, time. what's going on here? And then I stop and I take a look for a few minutes and then I go back to my no, yelling, awesome. screaming if, women. If I were um, the Toho company or Toei or whatever. Toho? Yeah, well, that's the Japanese company. Is that like hoeing out those. feet? Is that no. like a production feet <laughs> no, fetish? No, Toho is a... <laughs> I never it thought of it that like way, it. but yeah, you're right. It does. No, I never nothing, ain't it. nothing but a Toho over here. So Toho was this um, film production company from Japan since the 40s, and they have always made not just Godzilla movies, but all kinds of movies. Like and fetish feet porn yeah. movies. Okay. But if I were them right now, they could make an entire like streaming channel just of all their shit because they have so much stuff. Godzilla alone, I think, has like 37 movies. And then wow, they, really? Yeah. And then they own like Battle Royale and I think they own Gamera, the big turtle monster Battle thing. Royale. Battle Royale is the one that's like Hunger Games. Yeah. Okay. That movie is awesome too. Yeah. And that's just like a small piece of all the stuff that they're involved with. So this movie is nonfiction? Yes. Okay. <laughs> this happened in Vietnam. Since this has been going on for all these years, well, I have to imagine it really exists. Well, Monarch... You know, kept it under wraps. Got it. And they are always in these movies, Monarch? I guess. Yeah, I think Monarch was the science company that knew all about Godzilla and Godzilla. And they were always just like, oh, my God, what have we done? Well, I remember some guy always being concerned 
I mean, yeah. it's concerning. He was like when... crying all the time. He's always like, oh. Why was he crying? Was he upset? That's just how he acts. Was he sympathetic towards Godzilla or was he like crying because he was about to be killed? I don't know. I don't remember much from that Godzilla movie. Just except... that he cried? Well, yeah. He was always teary eyed. That's so weird. Maybe he had like a tear duct disease. Yeah. Did you like this movie better than the new Godzilla? What even happened in the last Godzilla? Um, so yes, yeah. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I think I like this one better. Yeah. Yeah. Why I think that? that when you, so here's the thing. I think any time that you show like the devastation of a city, like Independence Day and stuff like that, you've really got to kick it up a notch, right? You've got to have there be so much devastation and you really have to like feel that impact that those people feel. And I feel like it's hard to feel sympathetic towards like, this sounds bad, but like tens of thousands of people dying versus like you get to know these maybe 20 characters and yeah. then they all <laughs> either die immediately in one of the first scenes or throughout the movie they're killed off. And so with Godzilla, there are a couple characters here and there, but I mean, these guys are just out in the elements and they are just fending for themselves in this movie. And you have people that are just finishing up Vietnam going over. Now they're fucking <laughs> giant lizards and monkeys and pterodactyls and ox and spiders and whatever else <laughs> is, is over there. I bet they're like, please take me back to Vietnam, which already is crazy enough. They have a great sense of humor about about it, which I imagine if I heard I was going on another mission after Vietnam, I'd be like, fuck you. Take me to prison instead, especially if I knew what I was in for. I just felt the devastation of these characters more in the impact of their deaths than I did in Godzilla. So I feel like this movie, I felt more of a connection to these characters. Now, some of them were just fucking stupid. Yeah, and they just, well, all of them are kind of stupid. Yeah, they are. They are. Like, who would go to this island? Um, I think the two that are the least idiotic are Brie Larson and Lorax, or what's his name with the antlers? Loki. Loki. <laughs> I think that they are the least. They seem to get that Kong is like a good creature besides John C. Riley, who was not that funny. I get he was supposed to be funny, but some yeah. of the lines just fell flat. And then the last scene where he goes home and gets his hot dog and a beer was just that was so, so strange. weird. What that was, was that? Could you imagine filming that? It's like, all right, yeah. well, this is going to be over the credits, so don't move your mouths or make it yes. look like you're talking or anything. You just walk in and everyone's looking at each other yeah the ending was so fucking weird because his son probably didn't this was 20 years ago that he was lost or 24 20, years 28 ago eight years ago so why is his son still living at home is his son like near 30 years old he has to be or over 30 depending no, on how well, old he was maybe. when he left maybe she was pregnant when he left and she something. hasn't remarried I don't know. She looked a lot younger than he does. He looks like he's almost 70 years old. Yeah. Because isn't John C. Riley almost 70 years old? But that was old? the thing, right? Like you married an old soldier. I don't know. But that was a weird ending. So I just but felt more- But if someone more... showed up to your house like that and looking like way older than your husband, wouldn't you be like, who the fuck are you? Get out of here. Well, I'm sure he still looks somewhat the same. But anyway, so I like this movie better. Just better characters overall. And when you just blow up Hawaii or whatever you do, like just throw all the water into the island i mean that's kind of crazy but that's not why i don't like it i just felt like it wasn't very impactful because basically like everyone we saw like the little girl who saw it went up to the beach and everything they died but i didn't feel like the impact of it like i did when the other characters died no you have a point smaller cast does help and that's kind of what all the king kong movies did yeah they had a smaller cast that's the way to do it and so i'm guessing that this 
started over World War II, we never really understood how John C. Riley got over there with the other guy. Well, he his, he plane, cra- his plane crashed at the beginning. Oh, and then the other guy was just following him, the Asian guy? Well, they were like dogfighting with planes. Dogfighting? Yeah, that's when you are in two planes fighting each other. Is that a real term? Yeah, I don't know why it's called dogfighting. I've never heard that. It should be called plane fighting, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Well, it just sounds like like plain old fighting, like boring, like nothing to it. Well, it makes me think of dogs fighting. Helicopter fighting (laughs) sounds cooler. But the color correction in the first scene is really neat. They put like basically a yellow and orange layer, kind of like a napalm-ish layer over it, which is really neat, I thought. And then when that hand comes up and it's Kong, you're just like, fuck, that's awesome. Yeah. But and- what is John C. Riley doing when he grabs the sword? Why do people do that in movies where they're like, I'm going to stop this guy. I'm going to grab this sword with my bare hands. And then it's like, ah, like, <laughs> why are you doing that? Find a stick and knock it out of their hands. Don't like grab the blade. Yeah, I don't know why they do that. I hate seeing that in movies. When, it's like my neck slicing that. phobia. They do that in Club Dread. Which a lot of people haven't really seen, but that's a pretty good movie. And it was cool when they have that shot that goes into the iris, and then it's like the ring of fire, and then they go into the credits where basically they go through all the years since World War II leading up to Vietnam, and they show all the president speaking, and yeah, it's just kind of funny to look at like how many wars we've been in. It's not yeah. funny. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's just crazy to look at how time passed between World War II and Vietnam and all the different things that happened. And John C. Reilly's like, but the Russians are the good guys, right? They're like on our side. And they're like, yeah. no. <laughs> well, there's, a, there's a lot of like postmodern ironic humor in this movie. There is. With politics. John uh, Goodman says, uh, mark my words, Washington will never be more screwed up than it is now. <laughs> oh, God. And they shot this before we even knew who was going into our office. They must have known something. Well, one way or another, it wasn't going to be a great outcome, but definitely one has taken us down a much deeper, darker path. So yes, I loved the opening credits. And yes, yes, yes. Whenever I see John Goodman in a movie, I know it's going to be a good flick. Has he ever been in a bad movie or has he ever been bad in a movie? (laughs) I'm trying to think of like every John Goodman movie I've ever seen. Some people would argue the Flintstones. Maybe that Frosty cartoon. Oh, that was awful. (laughs) Yeah, that was bad. That was just like the animation looked older than the version they made in like the 60s or 70s. And that was made in 91, 92. Yeah, that Frosty the Snowman movie that had John Winters doing the voiceover. He was like the man living in a snowflake. Now, Lord Michaels was like, "Uh, I'd like to make a Christmas cartoon, but I want to make it very cheap. (laughs) (laughs) You sound like my Sean Connery impersonation. (laughs) Scotch. Yeah, I guess that's it. I can't think of another bad movie he's really been in. He's almost like a Robin Williams type where he can kind of play any sort of part and he has kind of a um, fatherly quality to him. He does. Absolutely. Um, But I think he actually can go darker than Robin Williams did in his career. Yeah, because he's in some movies where he plays a bad guy where he's like Like Cloverfield. Yeah, like I mean, that's a more recent one, but he's done it a bunch. Like what? I don't Death know. sentence. He had like I haven't seen. He that. was bald and was all like, "What the fuck are you fucking fuck shit fuck?" Just being really not <laughs> John Goodman like. And so I think there's a lot of darkness in him. Yeah, the only other one I can think of well, wasn't he a Transformer? He had like a beard and stuff. Yeah. So that's probably not a good one. No. I For mean, the most part, even like Roseanne, which is, you know, Roseanne's one of the most obnoxious yeah. people on the planet, but <laughs> uh, him is Dan and that is so good <laughs> and so funny. I used to love that show just because of him. So he was great in that. We're back. Cloverfield Lane, Flintstones. 
I am forgetting a lot of way better movies that he's done like dramatic performances in. So mm. we should do Flintstones next. Yeah, that's, that's a good movie. Flintstones at some point. I have those glasses from McDonald's still. <laughs> well, we have a glass from McDonald's. Do we have a glass? No, that's the uh, two-faced coin yeah, glass we're that we've got. Batman Forever glass. Man, I don't know what happened to some of those. I think they go to Goodwill or something. eBay. It's the ending of the Vietnam War. There is a Nixon bobblehead. I thought that was really great. But okay, th- whenever they make a Vietnam movie, there is a standard soundtrack. I always hear Bad Moon <laughs> Rising and that Chasing Rabbits, the Alice in Wonderland song. Yeah. They're like, I, I can one pill makes you smaller. Chasing rabbits or whatever. I don't know what they say. And there was some other song that they did. And I was just like, these are so Vietnam. Every movie that takes place during then has, I feel like, that bad moon rising. And that's Creedence Clearwater, isn't it? Yeah. No, this movie goes through all the checklist of Vietnam songs. Seriously. It's been in all Vietnam movies over the years. Do you think they say, okay, if you're going to make this take place over like Vietnam or Cold War or whatever... Then I just wonder if they're like, all right, so between this year and this year, here you're given songs that you can play. And it's like, okay, these are five songs that I heard in Forrest <laughs> Gump, Apocalypse Now, <laughs> or whatever yeah. else. Apocalypse Now, probably not. But I think it's actually the filmmaker's choice. And I think that looking back on it, it's probably not a great thing to do as a filmmaker. When I was a kid... And I was about to start film school. I was done with high school. And I was writing down all these movie ideas that I wanted to do throughout my career. And a lot of them included scenes that would just be only the song playing. You know, it would just cut to that and it would just have all these songs. And some of them were in this movie, actually. And I wonder if that's like lazy filmmaking because you can make anything sound cool if you put those songs under it. You know what I mean? It doesn't really matter how good the movie is if you're putting that song under it. So... I remember when I was a kid and I would have my like, it was kind of an MP3 player, but it had like these discs that looked like floppy discs that you put in it. It was like really complicated process to put the things on it. But anyways, I would like dance around in my room to music like most teenage girls did, you know, and I would always listen to a song and think, this would be a great scene for a first kiss in a movie. <laughs> or like, this would be a What's great a scene. Oh, I don't know. Like, Crazy for This Girl by Evan and Jaren or something. What the hell? What song is that? <laughs> I don't know. It's like... Evan and Jaren? What is that? <laughs> I don't know. Or like, Here's to the Night, Eve 6. You'd be like... Were these exclusive this- <laughs> to the floppy disks? Or no. Were these sold everywhere? They're real songs. <laughs> I think that one was in like, Runaway Bride. Or, um, I don't know. Like, In Sync, This I Promise You. Like, and you would imagine... Imagine it, right? Like when I get married and walk down the aisle and marry Joey Fatone, I'll uh, be walking down to this, I promise you, and he'll be singing it to me. So like No he I, wouldn't. He'd go he'd be in the background at the end going, ah. <laughs> Yeah, because he couldn't sing or have a solo. But I would always listen to songs and I would be like, Yeah, this is the scene where like I'm in Buffy the Vampire Slayer and I'm kicking someone's ass. What song is that? Like uh Power Man five thousand Are you ready to go? I'm ready to go. What song is that? Dracula 5000? When worlds Collide. Oh, Worlds Collide. Dracula 5000. Yeah, because it would be like, uh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> but That's um, Rob Zombie's little brother. Did you know that? Is it? I yeah. didn't know that. But So I would listen to those kinds of songs and I was watching like Friends or Buffy and I'd be like, and I would imagine that I was the actress in the movie and I'd be like, okay, so this is like when I come in and now I'm taking over Buffy. I'm Buffy's <laughs> little sister and like just stupid shit like that. So like when they make a soundtrack, it is that easy because any yeah. Scene is cool because me dancing around or pretending to beat someone up in yeah. my room was fucking cool 
and it was in my room. I didn't have like <laughs> special effects and a multi-million dollar budget. I just yeah. had my bare feet and my MP3 player on my hip and my sports bra on. <laughs> so, <laughs> now, if you look at all my old movie ideas, it's all just like scene after scene of stuff taking place to some kind of a song and like kind of being <laughs> kind of being like synced to stuff that happens yeah. in that song. And I'm like, well, yeah, you can do that. And I was always like, well, we'll just spend a bunch of money on getting the rights to these songs <laughs> never really... knowing how much like it's like 15 grand for like oh. maybe a 30 second clip of something May- i mean if you're lucky it might be 10 times that. oh yeah actually. it depends on the song speaking of like music is hiddleston is it tom hiddleston yeah is he still with taylor swift I don't think so. Has she written a song about him yet? That's no, the only I way I know. Th- I think done. that was. I think that was proven to be something that their agents cooked up for the press. I don't think they actually were together at all. What a fucking lame day! Could you imagine if, like, you and I are celebrities, okay, and we are yeah. not friends, but our <laughs> agents just call each other and they're like, "I think it'd be good for Alex and Laura to like meet up and have coffee, and then go to the beach and paddleboard, and maybe they go on a vacation to Hawaii together." And we don't fucking know each other at all, so we meet up and we kind of have some things in common, and then. And that just ends. You think that Why happens? do agents do that? Well, you know. just said it. I don't know. Well, I don't know. It's not. It hasn't been confirmed. Tom Hiddleston wasn't like, yes, my agent cooked this up. Well, they never admit it. <laughs> no, I don't think that they were ever together. But do you think that he would play a good James Bond? Because they've been trying to get him to play James Bond. Yeah, for a while. I do. Really? What's he look like without his shirt on? I'm sure it's great. <laughs> do they show him in this movie? No. I don't know. Does James Bond always take his shirt off? I don't think Roger Moore ever took his oh, shirt off. Oh, they're there's always like pussy galores and whatever. Well, they take their shirt off. Well, he takes... No, he's in, like, Pierce Brosnan, doesn't he have his shirt off yeah, in some movie? I mean, but I don't think Roger Moore ever took his shirt oh, off. Oh, well, God. <laughs> Every time they say Roger Moore, I picture Michael Moore in my head. And I'm like, I, I was like, is that how we got to start in documentaries? Like he was the original James Bond. And then <laughs> Jesus Christ, James Bond let himself really go. Yeah. Ugh, that hat and that hair and <laughs> that glasses hat. and that body, all of it together. 007, I think you should wear a hat. <laughs> Does his hat ever say anything? I think it's like a Flint, Michigan thing. It's like Michigan water uh, yeah crisis. water <laughs> water the water crisis is the huge. best part of tourism in michigan are the flint michigan water crisis hats yeah so no michael moore was not james bond i i know i know but every time someone said roger moore initially i was yeah. like the documentary that would be great if anybody out there knows photoshop and want to make some michael Please. moore roger moore stuff i may try my hand at it myself i think he would be good he was good in crimson peak where he's sleeping with his sister. Yeah. What's up with that? I don't know. Why are people doing that? Come on, we got living, Game living of Thrones. alone in a castle and everything's red. Maybe you yeah. Just Especially if you're drinking like period sis. blood for your water <laughs> supply, that might make you a little crazy. Uh, sis, I don't think the tea is supposed to be this red. <laughs> Have you been digging it out of the ground again? She's like, no, that's from when you ate me out last night and I was on my monthlies. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. Peepity poppity, peepity poppity. I think I'm going to bring a girl over here and give her away to the demons that live in the house. What do you think of that? No, peepity poppity, peepity poppity. So getting back to this movie, I think this movie <laughs> is pretty but fucking why? awesome. Don't it you is. think like this movie has unprecedented amounts of bloodshed? In unprecedented? A, yeah, I, I think, think so. We just alluded to Crimson Peak having a lot of blood. No, in it. for a for a monster <laughs> movie, like I've never seen a monster movie that's so openly violent like this one is. Yeah, and no, it was fucking awesome. Because Pacific Rim is violent, but it's like they're robot 
And in Transformers, we've watched that, but it's like they're tearing out robot parts. Yeah. So this is pretty cool. And I think that they can get away with it because they're like completely fictional characters. Like these lizards, do they have back legs? Or are they just no, kind of dragging themselves legs, like a dog that doesn't weird. have back legs that work? No, that's one of my favorite things about these movies is, you know, if it's a robot or if it's anything but a human, you can get as gory as possible yeah. with it and it still get a PG-13 rating I know, for some it's reason. insane. So basically, Project Monarch gets the ship, they get the soldiers, and then they're doing a briefing, the Project Monarch guys, which is like these two college students and Jeff, or Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> Damn it! John Goodman! This Don't is you another, start. This is Bill Paxton Don't you start all with over that. again. This is Bill Paxton all over again. Rest in peace. They're not uh, even similar. They are not. It's JG, though. He's a good um, man. The other John one Goodman, is a gold John bloom. John Goodman, man. He is a good, no longer large man. Okay, so they're briefing them on the ship, and then they basically say to the soldiers, you guys are not scientists. It's like, no fucking shit. <laughs> yeah. We're soldiers. Like, it was supposed to be an insult. I wanted yeah. them to fire back because instead they were like, I wish I was a scientist. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't have to go try and kill myself all the time. Yeah. No, I, I thought I was that part like was that. funny because he's like, you guys are not scientists. And I thought it was like, are we supposed to laugh at that? Or is yeah. that just like part of the script? How does that guy die, by the way? He gets stepped on by Kong. Oh, okay. Because they all were running around with their briefcases. I'm like, what's in those briefcases? Y'all got to make some copies before Monarch you head out. stuff. Yeah, but then the other one gets taken away by a pterodactyl or several, yeah. and then they rip its arm off. And it is the most tender arm ripping off ever. It's just like, doop. <laughs> well, <laughs> There's really no strong. bloodshed. There's no anything. Well, it's, it's just silhouetted by the sun, and it's got that sun You would still thing. see like splatter right yeah. like well, there's i mean you know <laughs> but it's just, just like it's just like velcro normally you off. don't see anyone's arm getting ripped off in a pg-13 movie so well, i know I, it's nice to see it at all <laughs> i know but it was just so funny because i was looking at it and i was like are they gonna like kill him or they're not really killing him and then they ripped his arm <laughs> off and i'm like well i guess they ripped his arm off but it wasn't like whoa it was just like oh okay yeah he's probably dead after that moving on to the other people that have to die now yeah. <laughs> i love that one guy when they're running away and he stops and takes out his two grenades and stuff it's almost like he stops and he's like oh yeah now it's my turn to die <laughs> like it's yeah. kind of like independence Cole, day it's just like basically it's like a meaningless death because he's like you guys go and they're like Cole! and they're like running towards him and they're like no and then the lizard throws him against this mountain and he explodes yeah. and it was like Oh, it didn't cool fucking death. do anything. That was like Samuel L. Jackson. He's like, you killed my friends. Or he says some line. And then he like, <laughs> and then he it wasn't obviously that impactful. But Kong just like smashes him in his hand. He was like, you go ahead. I'm going to kill this Kong motherfucker. And then he just bloop. I thought he would have detonated as he was saying the F part of, mo I... of motherfucker. He wouldn't be like, all right, I'm going to finish my word and then I'm going to press the button. Because if he was yeah. just like a half second faster, he would have blown him up. Yeah, he still should have blown up because in some part of the smooshing of the hand, like, wouldn't that have the button, button would get pushed. Wouldn't it have been yeah. pushed? <laughs> I would think so. Did it just get smashed? Like, and it doesn't, I don't know. I don't know. Well, it was funny when he walked up and when they were like, Samuel L., do not do that. Or Colt Samuel Ch L. <laughs> Samwise. His name's like uh, Packard. Yeah. They're like, Packard. Packard. Like Hewlett Packard. Because Tom Hiddleston comes up and he's like, Packard. Packard. Don't do it. 
And then he like walks up to him and he presses a button. I was like, oh shit, he's going to blow him up right now. But there was like the button you pushed before you pushed the button. <laughs> yeah, it was <laughs> so like, I don't even, it's like, this is a flawed system. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know uh, what this movie had a lot of? Flares. Flares. <laughs> flares. It did have a lot of flares. <laughs> it did have a lot of flare. They did it with a flare. No, she actually shot it with a flare. <laughs> <laughs> she shot quite a bit of a flare. She shot a flare right into that lizard's temple. That was great. A lot of flares. They don't really run out of ammunition in this film. Well, that's how, good. Well, how are they carrying it all? I don't know. It doesn't matter. Really- <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> the soldiers are wearing like cargo pants that aren't really full, but you know. <laughs> You know what I was wondering? Brie Larson, Weaver, the photographer, yeah. she doesn't really take a lot of pictures. I would be taking so many fucking pictures oh, yeah. of everything I saw. She took one picture of that ox thing, which I guess was like a character moment, like, we're not going to bother you, so I'm only going to take one picture. But I'd be like, oh my fucking God, can you see this? So <laughs> I was just running waiting out of rolls the... and rolls of film. So I was just, I forgot that they didn't have flashes built into cameras back then, so except for <laughs> apparently John Goodman's camera was more advanced because yeah. he kept going off in the stomach of <laughs> that lizard but it's a bright flash i was like is he still in there just like clicking the camera like, <laughs> it's like oh my god this is great <laughs> he's like oh i'm inside of this lizard <laughs> or it's just like the acid in the stomach lighting is just doing it but every time she would get ready to take a picture i was like you're fucking flash you're gonna make him go crazy like there wasn't a flash luckily there was just a lighter which came in handy when she threw it at the lizard yeah totally so she apparently saved a lot of them few yeah. times and she has no herself. experience at all doing any of I those. know <laughs> they have like a professional tracker a military unit what does a tracker do by the way they just like smell the ground and they're like he's <laughs> <laughs> he supposed to be smelling well, and he, finding things well he looks at the mushrooms and he goes we're near water and i'm like i've seen mushrooms like under a tree and they're not anywhere near water he's getting paid more than anyone else on this mission <laughs> and his whole thing is to be like yeah, it's right there. <laughs> See, <laughs> like we don't well, need a tracker with this thing as as big as a fucking skyscraper. And he uses weird measurements. He's like, they're three leaps ahead, or they're three. <laughs> what is the word he uses? Do you remember? I don't remember, but that it's, it's something not like, like that. feet or miles at some point or they'd kilometers. Be like, you know, I think you're just some guy who beats the shit out of people at bars. I don't think you know anything <laughs> about tracking. <laughs> and they're giving him a lot of money too. So yeah, that part where he got down by the mushrooms and. He He's like, we must be near water. I was like, <laughs> like I know do you that. hear the sound of a stream or do you see the water? Like mushrooms are near moist areas as well. That doesn't mean they're near water. Like we don't live anywhere near water. Like, my, my expertise tells me that we should probably avoid all of this stuff. <laughs> He's like, wait, let me eat like, the mushroom. Good. I'm glad oh, that I'm you're dead. here. I'm so glad that you're here and eating up half of our budget on yeah. this fucking mission. I don't know if he really did much with the tracking. <laughs> I mean, he did get them to people. <laughs> but his units were just really weird. I can't remember what the unit was. I'd have to look up the screenplay to find it because I'm sure other people are like, that's a normal measurement. Cool shot of the helicopters overhead, like all of that formation shit. I was just waiting for Beyonce to sing a song over yeah. it. Like, all you ladies just get in formation. <laughs> that, I don't know how that song goes. Yeah, it did kind of look like a music video. This whole movie looks amazing. It's such a cool looking movie. It is. This director is actually probably going to direct the Metal Gear Solid movie. And if anybody knows me, they know that I'm a huge fan of Metal Gear Solid. It's my favorite video game franchise. And at first I was like, well, that's terrible. Why would they make a movie out of that? But after watching this movie, I think this guy is probably perfect for it because anytime a human is talking to another human, they're just saying this 
stupid gobbledygook about the plot and like, and like just expositing the whole script so expositing. <laughs> exposing the whole script expositing. Just saying exposition throughout the whole script just like okay this is what's happening right now and that's like kind of what metal gear solid oh, is all perfect. about <laughs> And um, some of the shots, like when they first show King Kong and they're like rotating around the helicopters and then going slow motion each time you see him. That's like really fucking cool. That was, that was a really cool. good shot. All the helicopter stuff was crazy. So I'm like, it's all peaceful. They got through the lightning storm to get into the island. They're probably clear on the clear and, and good end of things. And then nope. then a palm tree goes flying through that one helicopter which i was like was that from the bomb that they dropped like i didn't understand at all that it was kong throwing it until well obviously like (laughs) those don't just like fly out of the ground like that and then when it grabbed the other helicopters and it was flinging it around and why did they fly towards kong i don't know i'm not a military expert but if i were in a situation let's say i'm a camper Okay. And I see like a 20 foot tall grizzly bear and I am in my Hummer SUV, right? Right. Uh, without doors. <laughs> will I drive towards the grizzly bear to kill it or will I probably just leave? Probably leave. Yeah. You know, but I, then the, again, the movie would be over. Well, no. And it, I was thinking about that when you said that when we were watching. I was like, yeah, why don't they turn around? But then I was like, can you turn around in a helicopter when you're yeah. right next to other helicopters? Well, kind they of could like pull a, up or, I mean, they don't have as much as a fighter yeah. plane would, but they yeah, have. Kinda, they kind of separate at the end. No, after but, they they end, but then they turn around, but then they go back towards him and then they die. And it's like, I'm mad at that monkey. And it's like, you should be fucking mad at yourself. <laughs> you sent them towards that. And we're like, kill it. And it had done nothing to you. They got what they were asking for when that happened. Like Samuel Jackson totally put them in that situation yeah. because none of the monarch people wanted them to kill Kong. But at the same time, it was weird because none of them were really protecting any of the life that was on that island. It was really like Brie Larson and Tom Hiddleston that were like, don't do it. No. But it was like the monarch people that are like, eh, I got to get home. My mom's cooking dinner at like seven and I am in college. Yeah. So dinner is like huge thing. She's got to do my laundry. So I really need to get out of here. But they don't really seem to care. They're there to find out all this information. And I don't feel like there's a ton of regard for the wildlife. No. They're just like, kill it, kill it all. (laughs) (laughs) Usually in the movie, the scientists are the ones that are getting killed because they're trying to preserve everything. And in this movie, it's a photographer and a tracker. Quote unquote. A con artist. (laughs) Yeah, a con artist. Gangbanger from a pool hall in (laughs) in Japan. A billiards. Yeah, I didn't even think they were going to survive this movie. I was surprised when they did. Yeah, because you said everybody died in this movie, and I was yeah, like, I everybody? Well, it's I mean, like everybody in a military uniform that's designed to survive something like this. Is there Not- anyone that you would have liked to have seen die or live that I didn't prefer do the movies other? where everyone dies? I just think that's such a bold thing to do. That's wow, why I like like Quentin Tarantino sad. movies and stuff, like The Hateful Eight. Yeah. As soon as that movie started, I was like, well, all of these people are gonna die <laughs> because really, it's yeah. a Tarantino movie. I kind of wish John C. Riley just wasn't in the movie. Yeah. So I don't. I, I was he hoping... certainly wasn't good enough to deserve like a credits thing. What was that? <laughs> that was again going back to that. So weird. I couldn't believe. And then when he leaves the people that keep him safe for 28 years, it's just like, well, 
See ya. Yeah, thanks for keeping me alive for almost three decades. Yeah, and, I, and, and like you said, they weren't even like, well, fuck you for not even learning our language yeah. or teaching us yours. Yeah. You just like stuck around here. I mean, thank God they weren't cannibals, but still. They're like, God, he was so plump. We were just going to wait one more day yeah. and eat him. And then he had to f- fix his goddamn boat plane <laughs> thing. Don't you think after 28 years, you would have like a deeper connection to these people where it would be... I mean, they didn't really make us emotional about it. It was like he left and it was like kind of comedic. I think you would even become like, quote unquote, feral. You know what I mean? I think you would forget the English language if you had lived in that. Kind yeah, of he's wa- so world. chipper. He's just like, hey, the Cubs won the World Series. Oh, well, your guys suck. Blah, blah, blah. It's like. Yeah, no, he'd be like that movie, The Woman. Remember that? Where yeah. that woman's just like, she's not civilized at all. I think you would and be And then that the husband way. has sex with her. <laughs> yeah. That one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's fucking weird. This is supposed to be this moment of like, wow, they, you know, Kong keeps these people safe and everything and they appreciate the land. And he holds out his hands at the end and he's just like, look me up, look in, me Chicago. up in Chicago. <laughs> and they're like, what the fuck is he saying again? I'm like, I'm like going to Chicago, saying? you asshole. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know who I don't even know your name. <laughs> I don't even know how to look someone up. I don't even know what these words are. We live off of my spit. So yeah. why, why would I be able to go to Chicago? Yeah. Did you see what it took for you to get onto this island and to now to get off of it? I don't think we're just going to do that. And you took our only boat. Fuck you, by the way. <laughs> yeah. John C. Riley was going to be played. His character was going to be played by Michael Keaton. Don't you think that would have been kind of like Beetlejuice? Him playing no, that role no michael keaton with a you beard? always think he's gonna be beetlejuice in every movie it's like ah oh, Birdman. that's gonna be just like beetlejuice he's gonna win an oscar I, for that just because i deep down hope that every movie is beetlejuice doesn't mean aren't they that... making a second beetlejuice or yeah, is that just one of those yeah, we'll they're always saying they're making it and they never we'll will see. but they kill almost everyone like over half the people in the first five minutes yeah, it's like mars attacks it is it's crazy and Sam Jackson is a beast. He's but actually, he's more of like just telling everyone else what to do. He's yeah. like, set that up over there. Do this. Blah, 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 blah. He's he a colonel. Sinister. Yeah, he is very sinister. Packard. He is, he's out for Kong's head, though. They killed his men, and so he doesn't even care if he gets off the island. It's like an eye for an eye kind yeah. of a thing. And I don't know if that's normal in the military. I don't think it is. It's a pretty good idea setting the river on fire. That's a pretty good way to get rid of a giant monster. But I you're in water. Wouldn't you just go underwater? I don't know. I've never been in that situation. But <laughs> remember in like uh, the Poseidon Adventure where Gene Hackman, uh, yeah. like, when he kills himself, he falls into, spoiler alert for the Poseidon Adventure, <laughs> When he falls, when he falls, we're not into- talking about the new version of this Poseidon Avenger. We're I'm talking sure about that, like the 70s yeah, version, sure 60s, happen. 70s. But Gene Hackman like drops into that flaming water, and everyone's like, "No!" And I was and like, "Why did he do that? Wasn't it pro- senseless? Like he didn't have to." Well, I think he just lost his grip, or he just couldn't hold on oh, anymore. So it was senseless. He didn't. He shouldn't have jumped. Did you remember he's that? like swinging and he's like giving everyone this motivational speech. He's like, come on, you fucking assholes. We, we can survive this. I, I can do this. I can do this. And then he's like, ah. <laughs> and everyone's like, no. <laughs> that even has Charlie's grandpa from Willy Wonka and the <laughs> Chocolate Factory. And I was always like, well, wouldn't you survive that? He's underwater at that point. Yeah. I wonder, I, if you, I wonder if everyone's like, well, I'll fall in this flaming water and I'll be underwater. And then the flare's like, 
but there's fire underwater. <laughs> Everyone's like, oh, I didn't yeah, maybe think that he thought he was going to have like this miraculous like comeback, his character, where he was going to be like, oh, I've lived. I'm in the ocean now or yeah, whatever. Exactly. And it was like, oh, I'm dead. I actually died. The ship pooped me out and now I'm in the ocean. What do you think of that spider? That was awesome. I love any giant spider in a movie. Yeah. I was hoping there would be more of them. That was it. I'm kind of disappointed there was only one. I thought there would be millions of them or something. And he speared that guy right through the throat. Yeah, that was a cannibal holocaust reference. Yeah. Because it went through his throat and out his ass. Ooh. Is there shit on the end of the leg? I don't know. It's under the ground. Yeah. It was weird, though, because it kept walking, but that one leg stayed put, apparently, because it's not like he got up and walked with the... That would have been kind of comedic if he had, like, the dead guy on his leg actually i don't know it probably would have been traumatizing but i thought that was really cool so there's obviously these non-violent creatures like i guess just the ox yeah (laughs) that ox is like god you guys are just yeah assholes to one another yeah he's like why don't you just sleep under the water and there's a squid (laughs) that like king kong just tears apart and eats why don't you guys just like eat some grass man yeah drink some water that's what i do all day (laughs) yeah he's like i'm all good man i'm fine (laughs) that scene with the giant squid was really cool when king kong like just ripped it apart and ate it stepped on his head i expected ink to just go everywhere and there was some ink did you see that when he like oh i might have missed it yeah like a bunch of ink came everywhere yeah it was pretty cool that's the thing is the water always seems so shallow. Yeah. But in comparison to like, I don't know. Yeah, I that never squid would have to be like Eddie Valley. <laughs> like a starfish. Just like stuck <laughs> to the bottom of the water with like all sprawled out. <laughs> Eddie Valiant. <laughs> that would have been amazing. Oh, and then that one guy who starts shooting at the stick creature. I guess that was another non-threatening yeah. thing. Or maybe it was threatening, but then it saw the lizard and it's like, and it's like I'm going to go be a, I'm going to go be a stick now. Did you think that the whole forest was going to turn into those things? That's what oh, I that thought. That would have been cool. No, that's I did. I thought they were going at with that. That would have been cool. I didn't think that, but that would have been really neat. Man, those lizards are fucking You don't need back legs to go very fast. We've no. seen that with like crippled dogs and everything it's amazing it's It's really really amazing (laughs) crippled dogs (laughs) crippled dogs do you think they use like for motion capture just like crippled dogs dogs chasing a ball or something there's like that boxer i'm of course kidding i think that's adorable and sweet that people adopt those dogs but the black guy says to the asian girl you should see me in the library like the two scientists are talking and it's when he's trying to open a tuna jar or something yeah and he's like i can do that Ah! <laughs> like cuts his hand open like everybody else is like burning in fires because of king kong and he like slices his hand on a tuna can she's like i can do that it's fine <laughs> yeah and then he's like well, you should see me in the library and i'm like are you cutting your hand? Are you just paper cutting your hands on every book you read? What I go to doing? the library every Thursday and uh, cut myself in the corner. <laughs> no one can see yeah. it. <laughs> the fuck are you doing? <laughs> that was so weird. There's also that line where one of the coal is eating and he's like, I can't believe you're eating right now. And he's like, eating is for the living. And I'm like, <laughs> you sure? I guess. <laughs> I mean, he's got a point. He actually said something that I wrote down. He said there was no tactical precedence. We did all we could in the situation. I was like, no tactical precedence. That's, That's good. pretty good. Pretty good line. They, there's also this part when that guy's smoking a cigarette and the guy's like, man, we have no time for that right now. And I'm like, you have no time to smoke a cigarette in Skull Island while you're walking around? Like... That's yeah, the, that you should smoke as many cigarettes as possible. Well, apparently point. you shouldn't because if you throw it on the ground, it's going to cause like a well, reaction. They would have been fine if they just let him smoke. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just thought John C. Riley going back to that. He was just he had these lines that were like 
could have been funny, but they weren't because he was like, you're a good group of guys to die with. You shouldn't have come here. I remember them showing that in the trailer. Like, you shouldn't have come here. And I was like kind of looking at you in the theater because I think we saw this trailer in the theater. And I was like, is this like (laughs) one of those things where the trailer in the trailer, you're like, well, that looks like a great movie, except all that stuff. Yeah. Is this like the whole movie? John C. (laughs) Riley has seen the whole thing. He didn't ruin the movie, though. He would just say a line and you were like, anyways, moving on. Yeah. John. It kind of becomes his story with the whole him going I home thing. I thought that that was where it was really weird at the end. That whole thing was really bizarre. So cool when Kong reaches in to save Brie Larson at the end because they have that moment in the jungle where they, she touches mm-hmm. his face or something. I think it's his cheek. Yeah. And he touches her pussy just like that. I'm just kidding. I thought it was sweet that he saved her. Kong is just sweet on the ladies, you know? Yeah. Now they did a pretty good- the blondes. They did a pretty good job of like, kind of doing that thing without doing the whole like i'm gonna capture her and do all that climate tower yeah like they did a lot of stuff that paid homage to the imagery there's even a part where he's chained up and he breaks out of the chains and that's totally yeah that's totally like a reference to the original one but it subverts it you know because he's naturally chained from a fight with a monster yeah i thought that was pretty cool no that was really sweet so on the scale i would give this movie a four Solid I'd probably four. give it a four too. It's almost perfect, but there's like some stupid shit in it. Yeah. Um, no <laughs> doubt about it. But it is like a really good monster movie. It and is. And they waste no time with like showing the monster or Very like getting good. super violent with the monsters. Like it's one of the best I've ever seen. Yeah. I thought it was fucking awesome and really good cast except for John C. Riley. I don't know what happened yeah. there. They're like, let's do Walk Hard 2. <laughs> <laughs> he like has the goats in a recording studio at the end and his wife shows up with his 30-year-old son. Yeah, Michael Keaton would have been pretty good. Though, he he would have. That would have been really interesting. Yeah, Michael Keaton. And then, uh, oh man, C.K., J.K., what's his name? J.K. Simmons. J.K. Simmons. He was going to be Sam Jackson's part. Oh, that would have been good too. I think... He- Samuel L. Jackson was better personally. Yeah, um, but that's it. just my opinion, I mean, which I am fully fucking entitled to. Does Sam Jackson, do you think he has more credits than John Goodman? <laughs> do you think he has just as many? I don't know. Probably around the same. They're they're kind of like in a race with each other. It's almost like yeah. a home run race with Sammy Sosa. And yeah, they were kind of like somewhat fighting for the limelight in this movie. But yeah. great movie. Yeah, I, totally. uh think it's good i see a bad moon rising as we shoot this yeah you or mean psh, film it or what are we doing <laughs> film it. talk you it record this yeah i'm like <laughs> i see a bad moon rising i see kong over there i see flying through the lightning there's a lizard over there <laughs> <laughs> That's what I have to say about fucking King Kong Skull Island or Kong. 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 Not, he ain't no king. He's a Kong of Skull Island. Check it out. Check us out on Facebook. We're up to 49 followers. <laughs> We're really close to 50. Well, this is our 31st episode. We didn't even like say anything about our 30th episode, which was Suburban Commando. Yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for, for listening. 30 episodes. Holy shit. That's amazing. I wish we could have done the 30th on my 30th birthday, but we would have been behind like two months. Yeah, totally. So maybe when I'm 60, well, no, actually, <laughs> <laughs> I'd have to age pretty quickly. So, but you're 31. 
Yeah. <laughs> so it, we've done as many podcasts as you are old That's in cool. years. It's yeah, amazing. It's, t- it's tough making these every week. It takes a lot of time. We um, did skip a week, but it was the 4th of July. So, <laughs> you know, we needed to have a Nathan's hot dog and boil those in some water, which takes yeah. a good 10 minutes of our day. So yeah. obviously we didn't have time for a podcast. I just wanted to say, isn't it weird that that guy was <laughs> writing a letter to his son as he was on the boat to go to the island. <laughs> like, wouldn't you send that letter before? Yeah, hindsight. And I also have one more note about that letter. Um, when, <laughs> when that guy is saying that, and that guy is like writing the letter for him, and he's like, dear Billy, I'm a terrible father because I'm working. I won't be there for your birthday. And he's like, that's too short, man. But then when they show, they have him narrating what his letter actually said. It's even shorter. <laughs> yeah, it's like, Dear Billy, says, I love you. <laughs> I wrote it down. It says, Dear Billy, just trying to get home to you and your mom. Take care. <laughs> Much love. He doesn't even mention his birthday. <laughs> Fucking asshole. All right. All right. <laughs> Check this movie out. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.